0: Without memory, how can we as individuals know who we are? And perhaps more importantly, how can we as a society judge the merits and morals on which our society stands today? The novelist Russell Banks, who died recently at the age of 82, made a life out of bearing witness to the forgotten and of recording memory for the sake of survival itself. In his many books from the magisterial cloud splitter a fictionalized account of the life of radical abolitionist john brown to the intimate but reserved family dramas of the painter family in success stories banks gave beautiful heart-rendingly sad voices to common people in their everyday toils he deftly revealed the pressure cooker existence that it is to live under american capitalism and like the best artists, he helped one to see, as only a storyteller can, the irreducible humanity that can never be driven out from even the worst monsters amongst us. Banks said in an interview,
1: It's remarkable to me, I guess, The degree to which uh, memory and the, the speed with which memory gets lost in uh, in America and perhaps elsewhere, wherever the the world has, has now been so decentralized and, and where uh, no one lives with anyone older than they are generally.
0: The need to hold on to memory. To use the knowledge of the past self to give an accounting to the present self, if only perhaps most critically to preserve the possibility of redemption in the private life is a key motivating force that is suffused throughout banks's work the storyteller in cloud splitter owen brown a real-life son of john brown and one of the few who escaped the hangman's noose after the ill-fated raid at harper's ferry is imagined by banks to finally tell his famous father's story only after much deliberation on the utility of using memory as a bulwark against the ulterior motives of others who want to use the Brown family story for their own ends. The importance of memory is not just in the grounding effect it has on individuals, but also in its ability to shatter atavistic myths, to pull back the dangerous veil of innocence with which we cover ourselves. To remind us of our bad deaths as it were and to reveal to us irrefutably and forever that as james baldwin put it the bill is in baldwin having grown up in harlem as a black man in an unforgiving country understood dreadfully well the lies that this country tells about itself and therefore also understood memory to be the rock which can, must, smash that deadly artifice. In his work, The Evidence of Things Not Seen, Baldwin writes, quote, Nor, since the West believes in a history that is entirely its invention, does it have any sense of the dreadful tenacity of human memory, what that memory records, and how every bill must be paid. I can tell you, not only that my soul is a witness, but that what goes around comes around. A people who trust their history do not find themselves immobilized in it. The Western world is located somewhere between the Statue of Liberty and the Pillar of Salt." In Banks's Cloud Splitter, the character Owen Brown muses on the necessity for members of the white race to cleave to a truer sense of their dark history and to thereby separate themselves quote from the luxurious unconsciousness itself a dangerous form of self-absolution that guarantees the continued enslavement of blacks at the hands of white slavers and their irresolute liberal abettors to accomplish this in the radically evil days of american slavery the white man banks writes quote, has to be willing to lose his own history without gaining another. He will feel like a man waking at dawn in a village that was abandoned while he slept, all his kith and kin having departed during the night for another, better place in an unknown land far away. All the huts and houses are empty, the chimneys are cold, and the doors hang open. And the first step, towards regaining one's true memory, of reaching out for the shattering knowledge that gives us any hope of redemption, is a step into isolation from one's own clan. John Brown, the steadfast martyr, knew this, and so did Russell Banks. Though wincing at any attempt to box him into a rigid ideology, Banks's particular worldview is nevertheless revealed by the troubled characters he chooses to highlight in his books. Working class stiffs, incorrigible but lovable alcoholics, unfaithful lovers, reluctant murderers, hardworking widows, bereaved parents, zealots, and perhaps most controversially, the main character in Lost Memory of Skin, a young sex offender, stigmatized by society and relegated to a life of isolation, addiction, dislocation, and shame. Banks himself grew up in relative poverty in New England, the eldest son of a single mother. His father, an alcoholic and violent man, abandoned the family when Banks was 12 years old. By lifting the rock on bourgeois respectability, as Banks put it, by putting forth poetic visions of the lives of the underclass, Banks's work skewers the soft underbelly of our mendacious capitalist order. An order which tells us that everyone gets what they deserve. An order which would rather have us forget the memory of a better life or the possibility of something different. And which says that the system we live under represents, in the words of Voltaire's master Pangloss, the best of all possible worlds. With a good reporter's eye for truth and justice, not just the facts, as it were, Banks speaks in a language that is immediately understandable to anyone who actually works for a living, a language which is increasingly alien and vulgar to those comfortable careerists who do the dirty work of our oppressors, and a language which refuses to let memory die. Banks when pushing back against the notion that he only writes about outcasts, said,
1: so I feel like I'm writing about the majority yeah. of human beings on this planet, more than a majority. I I mean, um, I, my attention goes out to those people and they are everywhere. Um, and, and so whenever someone says, yes, you're writing about the outcasts and the minorities, it's not true. I'm right, there are, there are more people of color than there are people without color. Um, on this planet
0: (laughs) alongside the primacy of memory Banks speaks to the preciousness of community and how precarious our communities can become in his book The Sweet Hereafter a deadly school bus accident which caused the deaths of dozens of school children shakes the foundations of an entire town turning families against one another as secrets are buried and a scapegoat for the tragedy is searched for The character Dolores, who was the driver of the bus that fateful day, says, All over town, there were empty houses and trailers for sale that last winter had been homes with families in them. A town needs its children just as much and in the same ways as a family does. It comes undone without them, turns a community into a wind-blown scattering of isolated individuals. In Eulogizing Banks, Cornell West wrote, quote, He is one of the last literary giants who brought together the great legacies of Herman Melville and Mark Twain, the ambitious, epic reach, and the delicate comic free play of our American achievements, unquote. I first discovered the writing of Russell Banks when I was a freshman in high school. On the bookshelf in my English teacher's classroom was an original hardbound copy of Banks' collection of short stories, success stories. During open study time, I read the stories out of order, not realizing that, with recurring characters from the painter family being given their own chapters concerning various stages of their lives, the book is meant to be read in order. My disjointed reading of the book nevertheless made a lasting impression on me, Success stories, along with George Orwell's 1984, are the two earliest works I discovered which mind-blowingly gave words and voice to thoughts, feelings, and ideas which I myself had floating around vaguely in my mind, but which I could never give proper formulation to. That is what the best writers do. They put things in just the right way and thus allow you to carry on those concepts more concretely inside yourself than ever before. Years later, I was lucky enough to find at a used bookstore another hardcover copy of Success Stories signed by Banks. Now seems like a good time to revisit it. With the loss of Russell Banks, we have lost a library of memory, an artist who shined uncommon light on our common beauty, and a poet whose example must endure if we are to have any hope of reclamation in the face of the moral degradation of our time.